Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Welcome back to the Empowered Hormones podcast. Today I want to chat with these ladies a bit about hair loss in women because it's something that I come across probably more commonly than what um, some of you might think. And I remember end of last year when I did the Gut Health Solution live with a group of women. So we did uh, this six-week journey where we stepped through changes in diet, in exercise, um, healing your microbiome, sort of using diet to fix some of those fundamental issues with your gut and found that one of the common symptoms, yes, there was bloating and gas and a bit of constipation, loose stools, but one that was really, really common is hair loss. And it got me thinking as to why is this such a common issue in women? And in that group in particular and there's about 30 women in that group I found that one of the biggest drivers was a low calorie diet so it was low calorie but it was also low carbohydrate so it seemed like there was a lot of thyroid concerns within that group in particular and I know there's a range of different things and we'll chat about that today of what really drive hair loss um, and there's different ways you can test for it and there's different solutions that we can implement to yeah stop you from losing all your beautiful locks which is definitely definitely not ideal um, and not a good look but I just yeah want to overcome that with some of you because I think there's a lot of myths around how we should and shouldn't be eating but especially when it comes to carbohydrates and also not understanding that carbs are really really important for your thyroid for your adrenals and especially if you are active as well for rebuilding and repairing the muscles in your body but also for ovulation if you're not eating enough carbs it is hard to for your body to um, have a healthy ovulation because you're essentially telling it that you don't have enough energy to ovulate and to have a baby and whether you want a baby or not is a different story but your body needs to feel safe it needs to feel okay to be able to do that so if you're someone who you're brushing your hair and you've got a lot of hair falling out, um, it's definitely a symptom of concern. So you're definitely looking at the hair loss around you going, what is going on? And whether that's just in chunks or whether it feels like when you brush it that there's just a lot of hair falling out, you do want to treat it and you do want to get to the root cause of what's going on with hair loss. Because if it continues, obviously it's... Um, quiet it would impact you socially it also impacts your moods impacts your confidence come back when you have skin concerns like i struggle a lot with acne um and it's something that really hits your self-confidence okay and hair loss would be exactly the same thing so it's always a sign of a deeper imbalance and we really want to get to the root cause of what's going on so that we can get your beautiful luscious locks back so let's talk through what the potential causes of your hair loss could be, what lab testing should be considered and some different approaches to stopping the hair loss and restoring growth. So when we think about hair loss, um, Dr. Jolene Brighton, so she's the author of Beyond the Pill, one of my favorite books. She kind of breaks it down into these five different types. You know, she goes initially, is it patchy? So 
you could possibly have a cortisol imbalance, um, a deficiency in B vitamins or zinc or heavy metal exposure. So you're thinking stress, but you're also thinking a lack of minerals and a lack of vitamins, which could be causing this. Okay, so that's if it's sort of appearing all over the scalp. Very commonly, like the most common I see is just a thinning. So this is when we have a hormonal imbalance such as a thyroid condition, okay? And generally we just see hair sort of falling out all over. If it's only the top of the head, sometimes we see it with uh, testosterone, progesterone, cortisol being out of balance. So again, more of a hormonal picture, but not as specific to the thyroid, which is that sort of overall thinning, which sometimes we see the dry skin, the constipation, the cold, the thinning of the eyebrows as well. So all those things that let your thyroid know that, hey, we're not happy right now. If it's total body hair loss, then it's possibly more likely either a circulation issue or blood sugar regulation. So there may be issues with DHEA, maybe with your diet, with the amount of protein, carbs and fat that you're eating if you're not managing your blood sugar very well. And then if it's balding all over, some of the key things we really want to look for is, again, that circulation, but really a deficiency in protein, essential fatty acids, and some of those vitamins and minerals, again, the Bs and the zinc. So you can see there's a real crossover between vitamin and mineral deficiency, hormonal imbalances, and thyroid concerns. So it can be really confusing because you can't just go, oh, I've got this symptom, therefore this is the cause. There's always... A multitude of things at play so I think it's really important to do some testing so that you know exactly what's going on and you can start to heal it better so when it comes to blood testing so blood testing as you guys would know isn't my favorite route of testing but it can look for some really key markers and when it comes to hair loss I really like to get a full iron studies done because when iron dips hair loss can occur now this is a tricky topic because as you would have heard in my chat with Amy, uh, we really go into how do we re-establish adequate iron levels within the body and we know it's so much deeper than just having iron out of balance. So if you're going to get iron, I recommend doing vitamins and minerals as well, getting a full iron panel done, but then also doing a hair trace mineral analysis, sorry, so HTMA to really understand what is going on so that we can get all those minerals in the body, the trace minerals, we can get heavy metals and we can understand why iron may be low um, as well as testing copper uh, to see how that plays into it but I'll get into that. The other one is a full thyroid panel so you're talking TSH, free T3, free T4, anti-TPO, anti-thyroglobulin and reverse T3 so you need to do a complete thyroid panel and not just TSH, T3, T4, which your GP would generally run, but you may need to go into iScreen or one of these private lab providers or do it through your nutritionist like myself or your naturopath or even a functional GP to get a full workup done. Because if you don't have the full picture, you don't know exactly what's going on with your thyroid. The other one I like to get done is CRP, and this is just checking for inflammation, um, which may say that you're at risk of another symptom or disease, because there's also autoimmune conditions that can cause hair loss as well. So you want to make sure you're looking for some of those real deep causes at the same time. 
Now, when it comes to hormones, there's a few different things you really want to run and look for. Now, you can do blood testing of your testosterone, your DHTs, um, your estrogen, progesterone, your cortisol, DHEA. So some of those real key ones, which usually play a role um, in things like PCOS, so those elevated testosterones, um, or also if you're really stressed and your cortisol is really out of whack as well. But like I said, blood testing will look for these guys, but your best form is your Dutch comprehensive hormone testing, okay? Because we want to see not only what is the hormone level, but how are you metabolizing these hormones? Because if we're just looking at, say, testosterone in isolation, we don't know what's going or happening further down the chain, which with, sorry, DHTs, we don't know the interplay of cortisol into that, um, DHEA, DHEAS. So it's important to get that whole picture. And like I said, blood testing will give you a snapshot. Saliva testing is the next good option at a more budget-friendly price. Um, and then your Dutch comprehensive hormone testing would be my, you know, go-to if you have the time and, you know, you have the money to really put into making some of these changes. That is definitely where I would start. As far as blood work for them, you also probably want to get FSH and LH because, again, if you've got irregular periods or um, tendency towards blood sugar irregularities or one of the four types of PCOS, you want to know exactly what's going on with that picture there. Um, the other blood test I'd recommend is sex hormone vitamin globulin. So this protein grabs onto excess hormones. So if it's low and your free testosterone is high, your hair loss treatment in a sense should be including increasing sex hormone binding globulin and lowering testosterone. So you want to know sort of that whole picture of what's going on and that's why I recommend that one as well. Um, the other one is prolactin because if you have high prolactin, generally you're going to have high testosterone and other androgens which can cause hair loss. And then lastly for blood testing, fasting insulin, fasting blood glucose, haemoglobin A1c. So all of these are looking for diabetes or imbalanced blood sugar regulation. Sorry, I'm really struggling to get my words out today because um, these imbalances in your hormones will not only impede the circulation to your scalp, but again, they can aggravate conditions or cause conditions like PCOS and again, impact your androgens, which can cause that um, hair loss. But also we're thinking, well, what's going on with cortisol? What's going on with your thyroid and how are these impacting hair loss in the body as well? I do recommend you get um, heavy metal testing done. So if you're someone who eats a lot of rice or you have a lot of silver fillings or you're an artist or a welder or you work in a heavy metal industry, heavy metals can cause toxin and can cause havoc in the body. So a HTMA, so hair trace or hair tissue mineral analysis, can be really, really good here as I find it's the most accurate when it comes to minerals in the body, but also heavy metals. And it's quite a cheap starting point. I think it's around the $130, $140 mark off the top of my head. So it's not an expensive test, but it gives you a lot of data. And if you even just got that with some basic blood work, you'd have a really good starting point. Now, when it comes to stopping hair loss and regrowing your hair, 
we, like I said, we want to look at iron and we want to get those ferritin levels to at least 70 um, to get it over and to encourage that hair growth. Now, if your iron's low, grab the book um, Cure by Morley Robbins and start to have a read of that and start to get an idea of how much of a role copper actually plays in your iron regulation because it is really, really important to understand this link and to know that iron doesn't act in isolation. So we need to make sure we're using whole food vitamin C, we're supporting enough copper in the diet with things like beef liver is a really great way to get this um, mineral back up as well. And just understanding that if you're not having a regular bleed and you are taking iron tablets, that you may be storing excess iron in the body. The other one I want to think about is a B complex. So again, getting enough Bs through the diet is a great way to start. But if you are a stressor like me, or you're an A-type personality, you will burn through more magnesium, burn through more B vitamins. So it might be worth getting your Bs tested and then possibly supplementing short term with something with an active B like methyl co, I'm going to say it wrong for you, cobalamin B12 and um, active folate as well. So don't take folic acid, take um, the activated folate, all right? So think about your bees, think about your iron, think about some adaptogenic herbs, all right? We really want to calm that cortisol response and get those androgens down if that's what's driving the issues. So Sometimes things like rhodolia, ashwagandha and licorice can be really, really soothing for the adrenal glands. Now, licorice, if you have high blood pressure, it's not ideal for you. And same with all these herbs, you really want to talk to your nutritionist, naturopath um, beforehand just to ensure that they're not contraindicated, but also to make sure that you're treating the right cortisol symptoms because if you've got high cortisol you want to lower that cortisol response if you've already got low cortisol you kind of want to stimulate and support those adrenal glands which are two different herbal approaches a couple other things you can do exercise so that is a big one it definitely helps create balanced blood sugar levels okay so i wouldn't be going into long chronic prolonged cardio which are going to exhaust your adrenal glands but I would start with doing some strength training some yoga some pilates just some things that are going to balance out your hormones in the body and support healthy circulation but without causing extra stress uh, the other thing that can be helpful is apple cider vinegar. So one to two teaspoons before a meal is going to help raise your stomach acid. So this will allow you to absorb more vitamins and minerals within your body. So some people have really low stomach acid and Dr. Jennifer Fugo, so one of my favorite um, people, she's got the Healthy Skin Show on Instagram, but jump on her website. She's got a free at-home stomach acid test you can do, but a lot of people are low in stomach acid. So one to two teaspoons apple cider vinegar before a meal can help raise your stomach acid and like I said allow you to absorb more vitamins and minerals. Sometimes things like averagas can be helpful as well digestive supports um, before a meal those sort of Swedish bitters. Digestive enzymes are sometimes helpful but really you just want to make sure you're breaking down those foods and that you can absorb them properly because if you've got gut issues or you've got SIBO or bloating or constipation, then there's a higher chance that you're not absorbing those minerals well. 
Um, a great source of zinc is pumpkin seed. So zinc is very supportive of healthy skin and nails and also helps prevent testosterone to DHT, which is the one that can be quite aggravating in people for either baldness or even things like acne or in PCOS pictures. So we want to make sure we have enough zinc in the body. Pumpkin seeds um, and oysters are really great forms of this. But again, uh, you may need a supplement short term. I usually say 8 to 12 weeks, but just you need to be mindful of copper and that whole mineral regulation in the body. Another herb that stops that testosterone to DHT is saw palmetto. So you're thinking um, things like nettle root as well. So saw palmetto, nettle root, the zinc, as I said, the B6 and the vitamin D all also support healthy testosterone levels. So they're all really going to help that um, hair growth pattern. And then lastly, essential fatty acids. So these are really, really important. So salmon or sardines once a week will help boost your omega-3s in the diet. Uh, chia seeds and walnuts are really good as well. Or you can take um, a supplement. Some people find supplement easier. Other people hate the fish or supplements. You need to make sure it's a good brand like Nordic Naturals or something that has a high dose omegas in it. But you really want to make sure you're boosting those omegas, especially for that rebuilding, that healing, that repairing. But it also regulates oral production, um, which can be beneficial in if you have skin conditions as well. So to recap, start with testing. Get some of those basic blood works done, your full iron studies, your full thyroid panel, your CRP, your hormones, your FSH, your LH, your sex hormone binding globulin um, and prolactin, as well as your fasting insulin, your fasting blood glucose and your hemoglobin A1C. So they're all going to be a really, really important part of the picture. Pair that with our hair tissue mineral analysis um, and if you can, a Dutch comprehensive hormone test to really dive deep into those hormones. But remembering if you've got gut or hormone, if, um, if you've got gut issues, definitely think about getting a SIBO test done because if you're not absorbing all those essential vitamins and minerals, you are going to have ongoing issues with your uh, thyroid, with your adrenals and with overall hair loss. So any hair loss questions, please DM me on Instagram, please send me an email. I love hearing from you, but I hope this episode was helpful in just starting to understand that it goes a little bit deeper than just you've got an issue with your thyroid, which is the most common complaint I hear when it comes to hair loss is people go, oh, I think it's my thyroid, but they're coming back fine. Go get a full thyroid panel done, get a full iron studies done because remembering your GP won't run all the tests that you need. And then also think about those mineral and vitamin deficiencies. So whether it's that aspect or whether there's high androgens or cortisol, something else that's driving that inflammation. So if you want to know more about functional testing, please reach out. But also remember the best way to do that is in the Root Cause Protocol, which is my one-on-one program where I work with women over six months to really get to the root cause of these kind of symptoms that often we've been struggling with for a really long time and we can't quite understand why they're not going away or why they're not getting better. So educate, empower yourselves and please let me know how you go. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.